This is the message from Connection Community Church for Easter Sunday, April 4th, 2021. No love lost, love lives forever. Hallelujah, Connection Church. Say it with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's a, a greeting, Christian Jews, on Easter morning. It means God. Uh, what's it mean? God, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There we go. I got so excited seeing everybody. I lost track of what I was doing here. One more time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There we go. Another greeting that we use on Easter Sunday is He is risen. He is risen. He is risen indeed. It is so good to see each one of you this morning. Yeah. What a glorious day to celebrate our risen Savior, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Lent season's over, and the season of celebration begins. Hallelujah. We've been talking about when we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, there's no love lost. And today we conclude that series as we talk about love lives forever. Love lives forever. Good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We want to welcome each one of you who are here today. I can recognize most of you behind those masks, but some I'm just not sure. But we're honored that you're able to be here today. Thank you for those of you who are joining us online. It is just a joy to be together. Would you pray with me, please? Almighty God, thank you so much for today. It's a day that you've made. It's a day that is the day of all days for us. You're alive, and that makes all the difference in the world for us. Lord, wherever we are, whether it's right here or it's in our homes or whether we're at work or whether we're on the road listening, settle us in so that we may have laser focus and ears to hear exactly what you want for us. We pray this in the risen son's name. And everybody agreed and said, amen. 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 So Easter morning, that first Easter morning, it was beginning of the third day since Jesus breathed his last on the cross, since a guy named Joseph from Arimathea took the body of Jesus and wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and placed it in a new tomb that had been freshly cut out of the rock there. Third day since this same Joseph wrote a large stone in front of the entrance to the tomb, kind of to seal it off, and then went away. The third day since Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, Scripture tells us, sat there opposite the tomb as the sun set and Sabbath began. Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 4. After the Sabbath... At dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and, going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. (laughs) His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. That's a wild story, isn't it? That is one wild story. So Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, they returned to the tomb on Easter morning, 
after having just been there Friday night after Jesus' death and burial. You know, it's kind of like they, they couldn't believe he was gone, and they just need to spend some more time um, there close to him in his presence, even though, even though he's no longer alive. As they headed to the tomb, the, I, I, we doubt they, they even had an inkling uh, of what they were going to find. I mean, that's quite a scripture there. Violent earthquake, angel of the Lord rolling the stone back. Uh, you know, that good, enough, good for them to be able to see in the tomb because they certainly couldn't have rolled that stone back. It was awfully heavy. And uh, angel glowing white. Can you even imagine, begin to imagine what that must have looked like, must have felt like to them that morning? What, what was going on in their minds as they saw this picture? Wow. And that was just the beginning. Just the beginning. The angel's appearance was like lightning. His clothes were as white as snow. The scene was so frightening that it basically just scared the guards to death or close to it. Again, not what the two Marys were expecting when they went to the tomb of their crucified Savior that first Easter morning. And so we continue with the scripture, Matthew 28. Verses 5 through 7, and this is the New International Version. The angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He's not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has risen from the dead, is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you the angel said. And so we find out from the angel that the Marys came looking for Jesus. They were expecting to see Jesus, dead Jesus, in the tomb Jesus, the Jesus that they saw on Friday, the Jesus that they saw take his very last breath, the Jesus that they saw who gave up his spirit. Nobody took his spirit. He gave up his spirit for you and for me. It was the Jesus that they saw removed from the cross, taken down, and buried. And so when they found an empty tomb with an angel telling them that he is risen, it's exactly what Jesus told them would happen. Nobody, not even these ladies, not the disciples that had been walking and talking with him for three years, nobody really understood what Jesus was telling them this whole time, and so they did not expect it this Easter morning, mm. in spite of what Jesus had said over and over <laughs> and over again, they expected to find dead Jesus in the tomb. And why would we... No, no wonder they would think that. Most, if not all of us, have experienced death at one time or another, right? And my, my first experience was way back when I was like 13, my best friend. and You know, no matter how much I wish that wasn't so, he was gone. It was finished. There have been other friends and family since over the years. Or you've experienced that too. And it's hard, isn't it? It's hard. Because it's final. It's the end. It's done. It goes beyond 
taken last breath, though, this whole death. Maybe you've had death of a relationship for one reason or another. That's painful, isn't it? Death of a relationship's not easy. How about death of a dream? It's crushing. Maybe there's aspects of your health, your body, your mind. Uh, I've got some hair follicles up here. They're dead. And they sure don't look like they're coming. But there's no resurrection coming on this one, I'll tell you. You know, I look in the mirror, and I, uh, I wonder what happened to that young guy. That young guy who used to look back at me in the morning. Every morning, he would look back at me. He used to be. But the guy is still there. There's still a guy there. But the young, that's long gone. And, and, and they're never going to return. It's, it's dead and gone, the young part of that one. Yeah. You're still lots of fun. Yeah. Fun, but not young. <laughs> young, young at heart, just that, not, that just is not true. in the mirror. <laughs> you know, we've all experienced death in a variety of forms, and so it makes sense what these ladies were expecting that morning, and even more importantly, what they were not expecting. Nobody understood that the disciples did not get it. They did not get it when Jesus said that he would rise on the third day, and they were devastated devastated, as you would guess, that their Savior was gone. But this angel was making the two Marys realize what they expected and what they were experiencing were two very, very different things. The angel said, Jesus is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples. You ever had one of those experiences where something was, came to, it was just about the opposite of what you had expected, what you thought or expected going into it. You know, it's like, and, 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 and we've had that happen many times. And, you know, that's, I'm thinking what's going on with the Marys here. They kind of, you can just see their heads like doing 180 degrees, like, a, you know, their brains doing a 180, trying to figure out what's going on here. This is what I expect. This is what is. And they don't add up. They don't compute. Something's wacky here, you know? There you go. So the women hurried away from the tomb, yet they were filled with joy, and they ran to tell his disciples, suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. And so this scripture says that the women were filled with joy and they hurried from the tomb to go and tell the disciples the good news. Can you imagine? They got to tell the first Easter message. They got to preach the first Easter message. And on the way, they literally ran into Jesus, into the risen Christ. Can you even imagine? It's like, ah! And so what did they do? They grabbed him. They clasped his feet. They held on so tight. What they see on the road is not just some ethereal spirit, some vision, some kind of ghost or something. No, they encountered the resurrected Jesus, body and all. You can only clasp, you can only hold on to something that's real can't hold on to something that's not there. And they were holding on to Jesus. 
Think about it. On Friday, they thought it was over. Over. That Jesus was finished. He was gone. He was dead. And then on Sunday, they come face to face with him. Alive and breathing in the flesh. Risen just as he had said. They held his feet with his hands. Wouldn't you? I mean, it's just making me like this right now. Just holding on. Because he was real. He was real. Real. So this past year has been kind of surreal, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Since last Easter, things have certainly shaken up, to say the least. Uh, last year, we were all sheltered in place, isolated, even from family at times, sh- shut down. We thought it was going to last, what, a couple weeks? Lasted over a year, 55 weeks. Work from home, virtual school, Zoom meetings, Microsoft Teams, gatherings postponed, people getting sick, people dying, not being able to visit in the hospital, funerals unlike we've ever had before. Life's been disrupted, hasn't it? Disrupted to say the least. And, and we wondered if things would ever get back to what they once were, what we were used to, what we were expecting. Country in turmoil, a lot of ugliness. It's been easy to get discouraged, hasn't it? The new reality has been full of challenge, full of pain, full of separation. The two Marys clasping Jesus' feet reminds us of something crucial that we've been missing, that human touch. You know, even when we're gathered together like we are here this morning, we're still masked up, and we thank you for that. We appreciate you following the protocols and everything. We're still separated in our six-feet separations. You know, it's hard. We're a little fearful to hug. I you know, upset one guy this morning because he went to shake my hand, and I gave him, you know, the elbow. It's just we're being cautious, and, and that's hard. Cautious about gathering too closely in clusters and small small groups, to intimately share like we're used to sharing. I mean, we're a hugging church, right? And we ain't been hugging for a year now. Yeah. Hard. It's a challenge. Made some adjustments. And, you know, we're so thankful for the technology. We're so thankful that we do have the Zoom. That's how we've been able to keep church being going. We've had some incredible, actually, Bible study classes through the Zoom here recently. We have 40 people on there. Where normally we have 12. It's in, thank you for the technology we have here so that we can stream the home for people who can't be here. It's, we, we, we celebrate that. There's some good things have come out from this whole thing. But it just isn't the same, is it? It just isn't the same. So Easter reminds us that no matter how challenging things are, No matter how difficult things are, no matter how painful the situation is, that there's always hope, that there's always the sun shining after the storm. The sun always comes up somewhere. It always comes up. This morning, the sun's out now. I know, I know. (laughs) And you know, on Good Friday, the religious authorities tried to socially distance Jesus permanently. (laughs) 
And instead of a mask and six feet between, they used nails and a cross. They thought that they would ke could keep him from bringing about change, bringing about transformation, from, bringing, from turning things upside down, from disrupting the normal that they created, that they established. They tried the lockdown of all lockdowns, and it did not work. Jesus Christ cannot be locked down. Death through crucifixion, they tried. They tried to make it happen, and they tried to make it permanent. But the empty tomb this morning reminds us that Jesus will not be locked down, that Jesus will not be socially distanced, that Jesus will not be kept apart. Jesus Christ, the empty tomb reminds us that no matter how challenging things get, no matter how bleak things look, no matter how gray it feels outside, no matter how much disruption we have in our lives, the empty tomb reminds us that there's always hope. Always hope. With Jesus in the picture, there's always hope. Hope. The resurrection reminds us that even death can't stop Jesus. Even death can't stop us. The resurrection reminds us that returning to what what returning to what was may not always be in our best interest. Let's say that again. Returning to what was may not always be in our best interest, and that God has something new for us. God has a purpose, and God has a plan for each one of you here today and each one of you joining us. A hope and a future, a glorious future, a life, full life, life into the full. That's what Scripture says. In the place of death. It's a challenge when you think about that, life in the place of death. We, we, we think that's good, but it's challenging because with death, we know there's an end point. Things are finite. Things are definite. We're used to things having beginnings and ends, aren't we? The idea of no end, just it's, if you think about it a long time, your brain will do a, like a, I don't know, a figure eight or something. I don't know what it does. Mine does. It gets, it's ready to explode when I really start thinking about no end to things. You know, beginning and ends. Things are predictable. And when things are predictable, we can be, begin to think that we have some kind of control over them, that, 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 that we can control our lives. And then we have this, this empty tomb thing. The resurrection of Jesus. And when that happens, all bets are off. Nothing now is predictable, not predictable, not even death. Death isn't even certain now. No end. When that happens, it certainly changes life as we know it, doesn't it? Sure does. Princeton Seminary President M. Craig Barnes, he shares this in his book. Um, an extravagant mercy. It's a devotional that many of us um, have used. He says this on page 189. Prior to Easter, our plans for life were essentially to gather up as many good days as possible before we returned to the grave. The problem with that plan, though, was that it wasn't life. It was just the postponement of death. 
since Easter, death has been removed as the ending of our story. Now it is just another chapter, and it is certainly not the last one. This means our future is open-ended. So the empty tomb reminds us that when Jesus is in the picture, death is not the end, but just another chapter in our story. As Barnes says, uh, the future is open-ended, unpredictable, and anything is possible. Anything's possible. That's what happens when there's a risen Savior on the loose. He turns everything upside down, and the only thing that we can count on is that Jesus will do everything, everything possible to bring salvation to you and to me, to offer us hope and a future, to give us life, and give it to the fullest in the here and now and for eternity, especially, in the words of Barnes, giving life to those who are living as though they are already dead. The resurrection of Jesus Christ on that first Easter morning was not just an idea. It was not just some concept. It was not a metaphor. It was real. And that's why it is so important that the gospel writer, Matthew, who wrote this, he tells us that Mary and Mary clasped Jesus' feet when they met him on the road that morning. That tells us it was real. The resurrection was real, and it continues to be real. Jesus later ascended to heaven and sat at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, and he was only able to do that because he overcame death, because he rose from the grave, because he was resurrected that Easter morning. Mm. He lives. He lives. And because he lives, we live also. There's a hymn that we have sung if we've been in church for any amount of time. Um, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Do you know that? You think we could try to sing it together? <laughs> <clears throat> because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future and life is worth a living just because he lives. Esselie, I could hear you singing from up here. Yeah, he lives. Jesus lives and we live also. So on Friday, Jesus' death on the cross meant that he gave his very life for ours. Paid the price for our sin that we can't pay. (laughs) Died so that we might be forgiven. The cross reminds us, as we shared on Thursday night at the service here, that love sacrifices selflessly. Today, Easter morning, the empty tomb reminds us that death is not the end. 
reminds us that death does not have the final say, reminds us that death is not victorious, that death does not win. Jesus' resurrection reminds us that love wins. Love wins. That love is victorious, that love has the final say. The empty tomb reminds us since Jesus lives, love lives. And not just in the here and now, but forever. Forever. Love lives forever. Amen? Amen. That is the good news on this Easter morning. Let's believe it. Let's live it. Let's pray. Most holy God, first I just thank you for gathering us together this morning here in the sanctuary, there in homes via, via the, the, the internet here. Lord, we just celebrate, we praise you, and we know that you win. We know that death is not the end. That empty grave reminds us that death is just another chapter in our story, reminds us that, that death is not victorious. It reminds us that you're victorious. We, we know the end of the story already. And we know that you've overcome death. And we know that life wins. We know that love wins. And we know that our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, lives. Seated next to the Father through eternity. And because he lives, we live. All fear is gone. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we look to you for all things. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would fill each one here and each one listening wherever they are. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Fill us with your Spirit. Fill us with that divine spark, Lord. And I pray today that each and every one of us would know a personal relationship with you, Jesus, our risen Christ. For those who came in knowing that relationship, who have that relationship, I just pray that each day we renew that relationship, that we that we look to you and know that you are our Savior. And for those who do not know that relationship, I pray that today would be the day, Lord, that each one would be able to open their heart, open their mind, open their very soul and spirit, and say, Lord, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. I cannot save myself, Lord. I know you are the Savior. You are the risen Savior, Lord. I need you part of my life. Please be a part of my life. Please forgive me that sin through your death on the cross and direct me in a new direction that is a glorious future in you. New life, Lord. New life just like your new life in the, uh, in the tomb that day, coming out of the tomb. I pray that each one here knows that personal relationship. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we pray this day. And everyone gathered Connection Church said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.